Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. In Zechariah 10, verse 3, Jehovah promised to visit his flock and make them like his horse of majesty in battle. This is a wonderful picture of the Lord's loving visitation to his people and quite an encouragement to all believers in Christ today. So stay with us for the next half hour. This is Matt Miller with John Pester. John, I think you came into the studio today for a really sweet program. Thank you very much, Matt. John, today's program covers Zechariah chapter 10 in its entirety, one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. It's the second message on the prophecies of encouragement. The reason this chapter is one of my favorite in the whole Bible is because it's the prophecy concerning the Lord's loving visitation to Israel. Please give our listeners an introduction to this wonderful chapter and what they could expect over the next half hour. Well, Matt, it's always wonderful when the Lord visits us. Right. And it's especially encouraging and comforting when that visitation is in a loving, hearty, consoling kind of way. And I think we have to realize that the backdrop of the book of Zechariah was the return of the children of Israel from captivity back to the land of Israel. They had returned from captivity, but they hadn't returned to the Lord himself. And so Zechariah comes in to encourage the Israelites to return to Jehovah so that Jehovah would return to them. And I think we have to have this realization in our experience that we need to not only come out of all of the things that have captivated us in the world, but return to the Lord himself. And when we do that, we have a loving visitation of the Lord and a lot of encouragement. You know, it's interesting, John, that you use that phrase. I'm just going to quote Zechariah chapter 1, verse 3, because that's actually how the book of Zechariah starts. It says, Therefore say to them, Thus says Jehovah of hosts, Return to me, declares Jehovah of hosts, and I will return to you, says Jehovah of hosts. So these captives had returned from Babylon to Jerusalem, but they hadn't returned to the Lord himself. And a lot of times in our experience, we turn away from things that have captivated us, but we don't fully return to the Lord. And that's where the real source and center of all of the blessings, especially the blessings and encouragement that Zechariah speaks of, comes when we return to the Lord himself. Well, we're going to touch a real intimate and personal program today. I hope you'll stay with us. I'm really looking forward to it. Let's go to Witness Lee and start with verse 1. Let me read the verse. It says, Ask rain of Jehovah 
at the time of spring rain of Jehovah who makes the lightning, and he will give them showers of rain to everyone herbage in the field. Let's join Witness Lee for today's life study message from Zechariah chapter 10. In this chapter, chapter 10, the Lord encouraged the children of Israel to seek more blessings while he would be favorable toward them. The text says, Ask rain of Jehovah. <laughs> Ask rain, that is, to seek more blessings. Well, he would be favorable toward them. This is at the time of spring rain. It means well, the Lord is so favorable to us. We ask him to drop, to drop more favor. The Lord is raining. Then we ask him to rain more. This is a good sign. The entire chapter 10 is a chapter of raining. Then, of Jehovah, who makes the lightning. The lightning is before the rain. Right? Whenever you see the lightning, you know that is sign. Rain follows. And he will give them showers of rain. What a time today. Raining time. But have you asked of? The Lord is raining. Have you asked of him for more rain? So we all have to pray. God is here. He's ready. He's open. He is going to rain. And he will give them showers of rain to every herbage in the field. And we are the herbage. We need the showers, right, to water us. Well, John, I think we'd all say amen to that last phrase. We need the showers to water us. But God wants to bless us by raining upon us, but he's not going to just do it. We need to pray. We need to ask him for the rain. Could you develop this encouragement in Zechariah 10.1 a little bit to ask rain of Jehovah? Well, you know what I really appreciate about this verse? It says, ask rain of Jehovah at the time of spring rain. So there is rain already occurring in Zechariah. And this rain signifies the Lord's blessing. All the rain comes from our Father who rains, sends rain on the just and the unjust. So rain indicates that it's something coming from God by way of blessing. Uh, you can see this in Psalms 133 where it talks about the dew of Hermon, which is the, the light morning rain is likened to the commanded blessing of Jehovah. So all of the rain that comes comes from God. And what Zechariah indicates is it's the time of the spring rain. Rain is already coming down, but we need to continue to ask for more rain. We need to have a realization that when we return from the captivity, when we return and put our emphasis on the things that are of central importance to God, the rain begins. And the blessings begin to come. But at that same time, we need to realize we need to continue to ask for more blessing because God desires to bless his people. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies, and those blessings that come to us, God wants to continue to reign upon us. And so there's a need for us through all prayer and petition 
asking at every time in spirit. We need to be a person that is praying, Lord, I need your continued blessing. Continue to pour yourself out, not in a way of material blessings, but in the way of the spiritual blessings to be a person that can return from the captivity and help build up a testimony of Jesus in this age. We need Jesus himself as the blessing that is being given to us and imparted to us day by day, moment by moment. We need to have the impartation of the spiritual blessings that the Father has given us. And for that, we need to have a kind of praying spirit, praying at every time in spirit that these blessings would continue to come upon us and continue to be showered upon his body. John, uh, Zechariah was a prophet along with Haggai who came during the time of the recovery. You know, we mentioned before in some previous programs that Zechariah and Haggai are the prophets coming to the recovery books of Ezra and Nehemiah during that same time period. Those are the recovery books in the Bible. And we saw with Nehemiah, he was a person who did pray all the time. I would like to be more of a person like this. Jacob, when he wrestled with God, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. This is how intent he was upon carrying out God's purpose and receiving all that God had planned and purpose for him uh, for the carrying out of that purpose. And so Jacob was a, this kind of person. I will not let you go until you bless me. Sometimes we need to be this forceful with the Lord. Lord, pour out your blessing on your body. We've got to move on with the program. I enjoy this portion a lot, but let's go on to verse 2. For the teraphim have spoken vanity, and the diviners have seen a lie, and have spoken false dreams. They comforted in vain. Therefore the people have wandered like sheep. They are afflicted because there is no shepherd. Let's go back to Witness Lee. For the teraphim have spoken false dreams. In ancient time, most among the Jews, they have some terrifying, a kind of image in their home. And that kind of God, false God, is called terrifying. All those false gods, all those diviners, whatever they speak, whatever they have seen, either vanity or lie. Therefore, The people have wandered like sheep because there's no shepherd. Verse 2, the people have wandered like sheep. They are afflicted because there's no shepherd. Let me check with you. Of course, Teraphim, the false god, could not be a shepherd. Neither the diviners. Then, Who are the shepherds? Who are the shepherds? The proper ones who speak for God. That's the prophet. Today, in the church practice, we practice every saint prophesy. We make every saint a prophet. So, we are pastors one to another. Quite often, a young one spoke a word. I said, my, I got shepherded. In one meeting, I can hear 22 prophesying. So here, I must impress you in the Lord's activity among his people. The most important thing is to speak for him. You see, at Moses' time, this happened. 
And Paul's time, he encouraged all the saints to prophesy. Don't tell me that you cannot prophesy. No, this is a lie. As long as you can speak, then you can prophesy. The meeting will be very living. John Zechariah chapter 10 verse 3 says that God is angry with the shepherds. Okay, can you piece that together with what Witness Lee is talking about here, that in the New Testament all believers should prophesy and how encouraging that is? Well, in the context of Zechariah, the children of Israel had returned, yet the Lord likened them to sheep that were wandering around because they didn't have a shepherd. And the shepherd is likened to a person who is speaking the word of God. Uh, In order to be led of the Lord, to follow the Lord, there is a need for the children of the Lord to have the word of God. And when the word of God is not present, we wander like we have no shepherd, and we're aimless in our walk. And so there's a real need for shepherds, and, and the children of Israel were without shepherds at that particular point when Zechariah was prophesying. And the relationship to the New Testament is that a shepherd is a person that speaks the word of God, not in the way of prophesying, in the way of telling the future events, but just a person who is saturated and filled with the divine word and is able to release those words as words of grace into the body of Christ to build it up. And this is a responsibility of every member of the body of Christ. There's not a special class in the New Testament of quote, quote, prophets who foretell events in the future. All of the believers can prophesy one by one, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians 14. We all need to be saturated and filled with the Word, and we need to release the Word of the Lord. We need to speak the Word of the Lord to one another and build each other up. And in this way, we shepherd one another. It is really true in our experience that no matter how advanced or how matured in the Lord, if your heart and your spirit is open to the Lord, and even the youngest member in the body of Christ speaks a word, a lot of times that word just is a shepherding word that keeps us on the right path. It keeps us returning to the Lord. It keeps us coming back to the Lord. And this is the kind of experience that the body of Christ needs today. All of the believers, we need to get away from this kind of clergy lady thought that there's just one leader who speaks everything. No, we all need to be functioning members in the body of Christ who are filled with the word and speaking the word one to another and building each other up. And when we're all speaking the word, The church becomes a wonderful place. The body of Christ is built up, and it's quite encouraging. And when you come to a Christian meeting and all of the members speak and all of the members share, that is a real encouragement, and that is a real blessing, too. Witness Lee's comment that he was shepherded even when he heard a young one speak in the meeting something of the word. It reminded me of uh, something I heard Witness Lee say once that someone had asked, what Bible school did you go to to learn so much? And his response was, is, I didn't go to a Bible school. I've been in the school of the body for years. Wow. The school of the body is where all the members in the body are speaking, and you can learn much more than you could ever learn in any Bible college. And that's what I appreciate. Paul says each one has. All of the members of the body have something of value, something of Christ that they can offer up to the body to nourish and edify and build up. That's 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty six. in case anyone wants to look that up. Each one has. Well, let's go on, John, to what I said was my favorite portion. This is Zechariah chapter 10, verses 3b through 5a. I can't read it all. I'd like to, but for time, I'm going to only read this much. For Jehovah of hosts has visited his flock, the house of Judah, and will make them 
like his horse of majesty in battle. From him will come forth the cornerstone, from him the peg, from him the battle bow, from him every ruler together, and they will be as mighty men trampling their enemies. Here's Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. Verse 3, For Jehovah of hosts has visited his flock, the house of Judah, and awakened them like the horrors of majesty in battle. What is this? Well, this is God's gracious visitation. The prophecy concerning the Lord's loving visitation to Israel. The whole chapter talks about God's loving visitation. He came in the man Jesus. Of course, chapter 10 doesn't mention the name Jesus Christ, Messiah, and so forth. But you have to realize, whenever the word visited, visited, that should be understood as Christ coming. Have you realized that God has visited you already? When? 2,000 years ago. She came in the form of a man. Why I say this? Because this portion is talking about the shepherd of God's flock. Then, if you go to New Testament, you could see Jesus likened himself as the shepherd. And he even told us that he was a good shepherd. And he gave up his life for us as the good shepherd. So here, God promised that he would punish bad shepherds like male goats. And he says, he has visited his rock, the house of Judah, and we make them hearts of majesty. Every weak sheep, after being touched by the shepherd, they all become horses of majesty. When he comes to visit you, your situation will be exactly the same. I surely can testify by my experiences. Not once in my whole life, many times like this. Many times I enjoyed God's loving visitation to me. Then my situation, with my condition, all changed. I was a little sick. Then after his loving invitation, I became a horse. Yeah. One week ago, I was not that bold, that strong. <laughs> but after his visitation, with his dear touch, I got strengthened. Now, I'm a horse. Yeah. I will whistle for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them. Do you understand what is to whistle? Quite often in our morning watch, he whistles to us. That whistling is a kind calling. John, this is a really sweet portion. And like I said, it's one of my favorite in all of Scripture. And, you know, I think the reason is because I've also had this experience that Witness Lee is talking about. God visits us. He visited me like a weak little sheep. And through his gracious visitation, I have to testify. He turned me into something Stronger, a horse of majesty, something strong and majestic. And then Witness Lee made a final comment about Zechariah 10, verse 8, where the verse says, I will whistle for them and gather them. 
and he likened this to the Lord's calling us in our morning watch for a time with him so that he could even strengthen us more. Your final comments today. Well, I think it's wonderful that we have the Lord's visitation. We are in our nature intrinsically weak and wandering sheep, and we require and need the Lord's visitation. And when the Lord comes and visits us with his grace, when he whistles to us in the morning in our our morning watch or when we're reading the Bible, we just become different people. And it's not because of anything within us. It is the Lord himself imparting himself, coming to us, being grace to us that changes us fundamentally from within, from being a weak sheep to being a majestic horse, riding into battle, having the strength to fight the Lord's battle, having the strength to be directed by the Lord, and even having a kind of a kingly presence because it's a majestic horse. It's not just a horse. It's a majestic horse. We have a kind of kingly presence, and it all comes from the Lord's gracious visitation to us. So when we return to the Lord and the Lord turns to us and he visits us, he doesn't just visit us 2,000 years ago. He's visiting us every day in our morning watch. He's visiting us. He's coming to us. He's calling us. He's strengthening us. He's encouraging us. He's consoling us. He's making us people that we could never be in and of ourselves so we could stop looking at ourselves. Don't worry about your weakened condition. All of the Christians out there that are worried about how weak they are in the Lord, forget about it. Just come to the Lord. Allow the Lord to whistle to you in the morning. Open your heart to the Lord, and the Lord will strengthen you, and then there will be something that metabolically happens in your being that will change you, and all of a sudden, you're no longer a weak sheep, but you're a majestic horse with the kingly presence of Jesus in your being. You know, John, my wife grew up on a farm out in the country on a couple hundred acres, and we were talking about this verse in verse 8, where it says, I will whistle for them. And she said that She had some horses when she was a kid, and she would go out and she would whistle, and the horse knew her whistle and would come running to her. And ever since she told me that, as I would lay in bed in the morning and I would be Mm. wanting to sleep a little longer, I just felt like I could hear the Lord whistling, come, come, don't stay there, come, be with me. I want to gather you. I want to strengthen you. I want to make you different than you're being a weak sheep. Right. And I I hope as we speak this today, the listeners would have the same kind of touch by this verse and wouldn't be able to rest as peacefully in the morning as they lie in bed, but they could hear the Lord whistling, come, come to be with me. Come have a morning watch. Have a time in the word with me. I want to strengthen you. I want to give you a gracious visitation. Well, this certainly is not just an experience for the children of Israel in the time of Zechariah. It is really our experience in something that is precious and dear to the Lord's heart. You know, I was uh, made a note here that Witness Lee said the entire chapter 10 of Zechariah is a reigning, and it starts out, ask of Jehovah. I think we really need to be people who learn how to ask the Lord because he wants to infuse us. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to bless us. And if we don't ask him, he may not do it. He may just leave us in our weak condition. We don't want to be there. Well, John, uh, thanks for coming in today. I I really uh, enjoy this program, and I hope our listeners can share that same enjoyment. Thank you very much. Well, if you'd like to get the printed messages that go along with this radio program, you can call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. Or we have a physical address, Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, 
Anaheim, California, 92814. And I also want to remind you that on our website, we have the entire Life Study of Zechariah available for you. If you go to lsm.org, that's our main website, from there you can go to the complete Life Study of Zechariah. If you don't want to call us and get the printed version of it, it is available online and uh, as well as many other resources available online. So again, I like to encourage you to go there. Well, on behalf of John Pester, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.